Hello and welcome to Deprogram with Carrie Smith. You are watching a live Kefefe break, Kerfefe break. If it's your first time here, this is a new channel. Make sure you hit like and subscribe if the algorithm got you here some way. I'm very excited. I'm not going to make her wait. Please welcome hilarious comedian and beautiful lady, Chrissy Mayer. <gasps> Thanks, guys. Hi. It's good to be here. I brought my Kefefe. I just brewed good. it using um, Geek Grind coffee through Nerdrotics. So, I mean, is I'm everybody doing coffee now? Adam Krigler has a coffee. Uh, do you need to do carry coffee? I would drink carry <laughs> coffee. I honestly, I drink like four cups of it a day. Yeah, so I probably should. I drink yeah. it and then I go immediately to sleep, like just out of habit. Just it's like it's comforting to me. It's warm, and I throw a little half and half in there. I've tried the fancy funky, you know, different creamers, and uh, I think feel like straight up half and half. It has never let me down. Yeah, I'm just, I basically have coffee with my milk because I do yeah. a cafe au lait that's like this much milk. And like, honestly, <laughs> could the, could, like if you were going to brew a Kerry flavored coffee, what would it taste like? What would be the notes? What kind of roast would it be? I think it would be called milk with coffee. <laughs> I don't know. It would just be regular. I don't have, I yeah. don't know a lot about coffee. I just, consume a lot you don't of it, have a but. preference of like dark roast over mm -hmm. over a light roast uh used to pick the dark roast and then because i thought there was more caffeine but then i someone told me there's actually more caffeine in the medium roast what okay yeah, so, so wait is your husband colombian because you could do a colombian brew if that were the case i could he's mexican i could do a mexican mexican brew. yes Ariba uh, blend he although he's Everyone thinks he's native and he he's not sure. Like he's an never, Indian? Yeah. He's yeah. never done a uh one of those uh DNA snatching mm -mm. things. Yeah. So Clifton Duncan is also joining us. He's running a little late and I'm so excited for you guys to meet. I we have met. He's done my podcast. Oh he's great. He's oh so sweet. He's never mind. Hard. In the DMs, he was playing hard to get. Like, we didn't know each oh. other. It's so <laughs> funny. I'm going to wait till he gets here to tell a funny story of, involving him. Okay. Uh, and, and, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll wait till he gets here. But before he gets here, we were talking about gym motivation. Oh. And it's really crazy how many people go, wow, I see all your gym posts. And I was like, wow, I literally haven't been to the gym in a month because I was on the road. It sounds so cool, doesn't it? It's like I did a few shows. I'll just say I was on the road the whole month of March. It's like mm, I was back. I just didn't go. Uh, so I was, you know, I put a but lot no, of videos the, out in February. You are but the, now, probably the busiest person I know. Every time I, I don't, talk to you, see, you say that, and then today I just straight up didn't get out of bed till eleven forty-five. Like I was, <laughs> I was in bed working, but I like woke, I woke up, but I just didn't leave the bed, which is so embarrassing. Like I have to not get to the point where I'm like yelling at myself like what the fuck is wrong with you Chrissy what are you doing still laying down like what are you depressed what's going on I have to like mom myself yeah well you're also working you do late nights too because you do morning streams and sometimes night streams and yeah um plus shows anyway I admire anyway. how much you work so oh, the gym so I yes, do admire your posts I think gym posts are great they inspire me and so I told you when I saw you last week, I was like, I'm going to get back to the gym. And then today there's this trainer at my gym, this very handsome guy. Mm -hmm. He's like, Yay. 
like six foot eight black guy. Wow, he's always tall. And he's always working people out. And and the funny thing is I've seen him there for like a year whenever I do go. And he's looked at me before and I, I was like, is he going to say something to me? Like, you know, when somebody keeps looking at you, I was like, oh, maybe he likes me. No, but he, he came over Ooh. today finally. And he was like, hey, are you Carrie Smith? And I'm like, yeah. <gasps> ah, recognize the gym. That's huge. Yeah, but this is what he said. He was like, I love you on Friday Night Tights and Chrissy Mayer. He was like, I love Chrissy. He was like, yes, what a so small a world. jacked, tall black man in Texas who's a fan of me. Yes. Noted. So I always think those small world moments are so funny because I'm like, wow, how, how big is the, it's not that big. Like the I am time... also wondering how big, but in oh. a different way. <laughs> well, he's very first tall. question. <laughs> okay, very tall. Did he? So, what is this fandom gonna get you, Carrie? Is he gonna work you out? Is he gonna give you a free water bottle? What's gonna happen? Yeah, I actually, I have my housemate is a trainer. So, oh, hold on one second. Okay. There's someone walking their dog outside, and these little dogs are not oh. happy about it. Oh no. Yeah. yeah, but the first time somebody recognized me. Um, I think my old channel, we only had like 5,000 subscribers or something. And, uh, this guy, I was in a random burger joint and this guy followed me outside and was like, ma'am, ma'am, I thought he was going to scold me for not wearing a mask. And then he was like, oh, it was, it was a small world moment. I'm like, how random is that? It just wow. blows my mind. But yeah, this You forget that you, uh, that anybody listens to anything you do. It's so easy to just because you're just like in here being like, yes. I gotta do taxes. I have to get rid of this fupa. I, you know, you forget that people like what you're doing. Yeah. Hey, Chrissy, can I leave you yeah. for two Go seconds? Go deal with the dogs. Dog? Yes. Okay. I'll right vamp. Back. I will vamp. 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 I wonder kind of, I wonder what kind of gym this is. I forgot to ask Carrie, but. I'm I'm guessing based on Carrie's overall vibe that this was probably like a this was not an equinox like a stuck up overpriced gym. This is probably like a Planet Fitness that I think she goes to, or possibly a New York sports club. That's what I'm guessing that Carrie Smith goes to. Let's see if I'm right. Was it was it Planet Fitness or New York sports club? Wait, it's in Texas. It's not New York sports club. <laughs> no, it's a uh, 24 hour fitness. Okay, I was wrong. I was guessing have, what kind of gym. They have locations everywhere. Uh, this okay. is Teddy. <gasps> Hello, Teddy. Oh, my God. He's a little pumpkin. Yeah, he's quite the alpha, though. He has to bark at everyone. So Now he just looks like a stuffed animal. Yeah. He's, he, he makes me think of the bear. The snuggle bear. Remember the commercials? Yes. Yes. He does look like a little bear. Oh, hi. Yeah. Does he, I've noticed sometimes like the dog, mostly waffles likes to come in while I'm podcasting and just like chill and listen. And I'm like, is waffles a fan? You know, he's, he's just happy to be around human voice. Probably my dad, probably the voices he probably doesn't care what the hell, what the hell I'm saying. Uh, hmm. My dad does, he volunteers at an animal shelter and his job there. I didn't know they do this, but his job there is to go in and read books to the dogs. So they have <gasps> volunteers just so they hear that human voice for like an hour. Oh and my god! Isn't that amazing? What do they read to them? He reads children's books, which I'm like, 
they don't know what you're saying. Why don't you just read something you want to read? You, you know what? I've discovered the real purpose where the direction that drag queen story hour should go since there's so much backlash. You like, you know, reading for kindergartners have the drag queens read for dogs. Problem solved. <laughs> they get to read to, to beings and the dogs get to be talked to. Yes. And a... that way that they're not going to convince the dogs to be trans because dogs are smarter than that. <laughs> dogs can tell what your biological sex is. There have been yes! studies. They can dogs tell. are based. Yeah. They're pretty, mm -hmm. they're pretty based. by them. Yeah. Here's the, the thing about the drag queen story hours that I didn't, I don't buy and I don't understand is when they defend doing them, they're always like, well, we're doing them because kids need to learn about diversity and that kids need to learn that, you know, drag queens exist. And I'm like, well, if that's the case, why aren't we doing firemen's story hours and mailman's yeah. story hours? And there's Astronaut. all kinds of... Yeah, it could be endless. Yeah. When I so, was little, I wanted to be a gymnast and a veterinarian. I was like, I got time for both. Yeah. <laughs> I love this comment in the chat. Dogs want to be groomed. <laughs> Territy. Where's that? Oh, there we go. Um, it's from Tara. Tara. A couple, a couple people like were circling around the joke, but Tara nailed oh, it. Dogs actually want to be groomed. Well, hey, can we talk about that? I know uh, Clifton's not here yet, but that's one of the things I want to talk about today. Is what this this topic of grooming that's in the news everywhere? Um, there's, have you seen this dust up? There's like a controversy about whether or not we should be using that word. It, it is interesting. What I've been noticing uh, more so this morning when I was trying not to face the day and I've been I was looking at like kind of more liberal Twitter, which I don't often make a point to do. And I've realized now that I will. Um, it's it's weird how they're kind of it seems like they're turning it around because it's so easy to see like Poso's tweets and the more conservative sort of influencer tweets you know, James Lindsay, I think of, I see his stuff a lot. Uh, and, and they're basically just calling out anybody who supports uh, these movements or these bills as groomers, like, which I kind of like, I like that they're, that they're calling it out. If you're, it, you know, if you're kind of against teachers going in and teaching like four and five-year-olds uh, about all the different genders and sexualities, like that is kind of grooming. Cause it's like, you're not letting them find that on their own through growing right? up or through talking to their family. It's like, you're putting their, those ideas into like the very <laughs> sponge like brains of kids. But I've started to see on like liberal Twitter, like uh, it's weird. I feel like they're, they're doing a lot of digging. Like these are all the Republican GOP people that have been, you know, that are groomers that have been convicted of molesting somebody that have been accused of something. Oh, if any, if anybody on the GOP side is anti-groomer, well, they're the one that's the groomer. Like I've seen a lot of talk mm. about, about just literally flipping it around and saying, if you're anti-groomer, you're the groomer. And I'm like, this is, this is a lot of mental gymnastics happening. I haven't seen that. I should, it's, I should it's check like in the left, there. I've noticed, yeah. I've noticed the left do this a lot. And obviously the, probably the people at the top do it. And then it trickles down to like the peasants, but just basically whatever you're being accused of, flip it around and then uh, accuse the other side of it. Yeah. It's the it's that Darvo thing. It's a yes. like deny and reverse victim order. But now well, there's a conversation you're saying that that you can't even say the word groomer. Yeah. So, uh, pirate, can you put up pirate? Everybody, say thank you to yeah. 
pirate today. You're <laughs> matey. <laughs> Can you put up the uh, that? Show us your tweet? pig leg. <laughs> I want to see that guy's pig leg from the gym. That's what I want to see. Um, this is a tweet from Claire Lehman. Do you know who she is? Claire Lemon. No relation to Don Lemon? No relation to no. Don Lemon. So Claire is the founder of Colette. And Colette is known as, it became a, a real beacon for free speech and I guess what you would call like wrong thinker opinions where everybody that was questioning the woke ideology narrative, including a lot of liberals, a lot of liberals were, were writing for Colette and it was my go-to source for a, a few years. Um, but Claire is sort of, since then, su surprisingly, been very pro lockdown and pro authoritarian measures when it comes to the coof. So hmm. that's the first, I guess it would say that's an outlier in terms of her opinions where she disagrees with a lot of people in the wrong thinker world. Um, and then this, she's basically, I'm going to read this for anyone who's just, just listening. She says, I'm no fan of gender ideology being taught to school children. My publishing record at Colette reflects that. But neither am I a fan of suspending the presumption of innocence on grooming for political expediency. When the devil turns on you, where will you hide? And so the argument that she's hmm. making and I'm seeing other, I guess, centrists making is they're sort of saying that the right is using the word groomer in the same way that the left uses words like racist or Nazi and kind of, okay. Kind I of see that point. Expanding the meaning of it. And then I, the argument there, I think is if you expand the meaning of it, then you actually um, lessen the effect that that word has. Like you're they're, they're saying we're misusing the word and it's not a good thing to do that. It's, this is a lot to say. Uh, groomer has only been, I, I feel like, in the public slang for what feels like a couple of weeks, you know, where I, whereas I feel like for years people have been calling other people like racist, white supremacist, white nationalist for years. I feel like people have been using that as an insult just to quiet somebody. Yeah. Um, whereas I just, I don't know. I can understand the point, but I just think there's so much more <laughs> at stake yeah. here. I'm going like, to, I'd rather be called than a groomer sorry <laughs> yeah i think that's also why they're upset i i do want to interrupt you just to say hello to mr clifton duncan who just joined us speaking of racists hello clifton <laughs> i looked down i didn't realize you were wearing a hat at first i thought you were trying out a new wig i'm not even kidding like i just thought you had this big coif of hair going on and i was like oh no are we going to acknowledge the new wig but thank god it's a hat <laughs> Well, wait, are you saying you would judge me if I were? I was about to be like, okay, you know who you look like? Um, the guy from No Doubt. I can't remember his name. So, with, with what I thought was the wig, but it's not. Then uh, I I've dug myself into a off. hole. <laughs> Tony, Tony from No Doubt is who I thought you looked like. Okay. Can, can I ask? <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. Keep it on. Don't listen are to me. Are you, Clifton, there were people in the chat before you got here who were praising your voice even before you arrived. And I have to say, your voice sounds extra salt sultry today. Can I say that? <laughs> um, I suppose you can. Um, maybe it's because I'm wearing uh, 
I got some new headphones. Um, trying out little, uh, slightly updated Ooh. setup. So, I'm moist. I don't know about you, Carrie. <laughs> oh, oh, do men and mig- men and wigs make you moist, Chrissy? No, just you. Cute. Just <laughs> no. I got my mask on me. I should put that on too. And uh, no, no. I was cleaning out some old like boxes of shit and I found like an early pandemic mask and I was like, Ugh. part of me was like, throw it away. And then I was like, do I want to save this to, you know, just for lore, just for stories to tell kids in a few years, not my kids, somebody's kids. I don't know. Somebody's grandkids have yeah. it in a, one of those keepsake boxes. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, do people still do the uh, a time, time capsule? capsules? That's what would go in. I found a time capsule the other day, but it was just old gym clothes that I didn't realize were in the backseat of my car. <laughs> I was like, this is not, I think, what people mean when they say time capsule. Uh, Clifton, I'm going to turn up your microphone just a little bit. Oh, my God. Clifton, I can see Carrie in the, in, in your, uh, behind you. It's like Inception yeah, it's a on little, the screen uh, behind you. Trying to uh, sort of, you know, modernize my setup a little bit, get a little, get a little fancy, you know. Well, I it sounds. I couldn't fit you in there. Oh, there we go. Now we can see. Uh, now we can see Chrissy. <gasps> yes. Oh. Yeah. If it's creeping you out to see yourself, Carrie, just leave. I'll, I'll leave I'll you up there. <laughs> I'll be here. I can ch- check the cleavage out. Um. So we were. I don't, oh, no, oh, go I'm ahead. Honest. Yeah. Look at yourself. We were talking about something uh, in the news, but before we do that, get back to that. Chrissy had a story she wanted to share. Oh my you. God! It was just so funny. I don't know. And and people never call refer to me as this. So I laugh so hard because both Clifton and Elijah Schaefer referred to me as nigga with an A. Like it's like in my DMs, in my Twitter DMs, like late at yesterday morning. I laughed so hard because I was like, am I getting cooler? Like people are calling <laughs> me N word with an A. See, I don't even feel comfortable saying it. I was just like, ooh. Elijah was like N N words stop posting fake pornos apparently somebody deep faked my face on a porno I still haven't seen it yet and then Clifton said Edward go to bed you're replying to everybody which I was I was on kind of like a late night Twitter bender yeah it was pretty funny I speaking of uh photoshopping your face into a porn can i i'm gonna share an anecdote when (laughs) (laughs) where's this going so i got to hang out with chrissy recently she had a content house in the (gasps) clifton you have to come to the next one it was a ton of fun it was lit i think i saw pictures yeah there were comedians there uh there were some i guess you'd say porn stars right and uh, different streamers. Yeah, we'll call them entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs. Uh, entrepreneurs. And <laughs> beautiful ladies. And we were at a roller skating rink and there were, and it, I loved it. There were a bunch of, it was one of those old school roller skating rinks, the kind from the seventies, you know, it's like it, they've never changed the carpet. It looks the same. And there were young people hanging out and I, that just made me feel good because I felt like young people don't, don't get to do all the things we used to do, like go to the skating rink, but they did in that little town. They were there. And yeah, what I was saw this. Sound? Was it Stroudsburg? Something or like Tannersville? that. Somewhere out yeah. there. And at the end, when we were getting ready to leave, like, I guess they had made an announcement they were, that there were some people here filming and they saw us like skating around and, and 
Chrissy, you had a, a like a. Well, I said to the lady because I said to Linda, Linda was great. We all get in. I'm like, Linda, there's about 12, 15 of us. She's like, I don't care. Get in. Like she didn't even head count us. She just stamped our hands. I was like, I fucking love these small town values. And she's like, well, I'll make an announcement that you guys are going to be videotaping. I was like, hold the phone, Linda. You can't just say, like, I don't want people to think we're creeps. You know, you just say <laughs> we're here to videotape ourselves roller skating. And if you don't want to be in the background, like, shashay away. And yeah. uh, so thank Skate God we away. made that distinction. Distinction, But sure enough, knowing kids, like, they love to get in the frame. They love to zoom by. They were, like, weaving in and out. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's how I was when I was little. Yeah. So yeah. after when we were leaving, they were kicking us out when they were closing. And I was sitting there and, and I had already taken my skates off and and Chrissy was skating by to go return hers. And I saw this just this little play in front of me that unfolded with with these young guys, these six, maybe 16 or something. They were asking her. They were like, you know, what's your show called and where are you at? And she said, how old I are said, you? Uh, I said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like, wait, you were streaming. Uh, where are you streaming to? YouTube. What's your name? And then I took a very long retarded pause. I was like, how old are you? <laughs> and then they laughed. They elbowed each other and said, I was right. I was I right. Was and I was like, I almost wanted to be like, right about what? And then I went, returned my skates. And then an employee came up. She was like, oh, this blonde gal had to be in her 20s. Oh, what's your YouTube name? And I thought, oh, this woman is a fan or, or she wants to see what we were doing here. Turns out that woman was a plant. She was a spy <laughs> sent by the children. They 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 convinced the employee to ask me what my name was. So they ended up figuring it out anyway. Yeah, I got to see them, but it, I was I was waiting in the lobby at that point. I didn't know they had gone up to the employee, but the employee comes out and I see these young guys following her and they're like, "How do you spell it?" and the, and then and then I watch them go out into the parking lot on on their phone and they're looking up Chrissy Mayer. And then they Ugh. when they when they found you, they they all jumped in the air like, yeah. Oh my god! It's really <laughs> and it's, it's not like anything on my YouTube is not something a fifteen or sixteen year old kid should watch. It's just like I don't know. I'll interview sometimes. Like I'm friends with OnlyFans girls and like adult film stars. Like I don't know. I just don't want to be responsible for a kid you know it's already so easy to find your way and maybe i'm just being dumb and i don't realize like they're all looking at this stuff anyway i just like part of me wanted to like shelter them a little bit i don't know because yeah, when i no. talk and do things i'm not doing it for the 16 year old audience right i love so. that you, i love that you wanted to shelter them and i also I love like, just mm. seeing like teenage boys be excited about like finding this taboo comedian they anyway they like... it out yeah maybe yeah, they thought that i was a porn star where if, if that's the case i don't really know how to feel like if it was an adult I man i'd wondering. be wondering like, i was wondering because there were a lot of beautiful ladies on the skating rink and i was like i wonder if they think they're like oh i've cracked the code this is a something you know i'm not supposed to be seeing but anyway it was funny oh, that would be the weirdest pickup line in the world I'm like yo what up shorty you do pornos uh, <laughs> and like we were very tame and we were very um wholesome while we were there we were just like skating yeah. around yeah that was the most fun it just like takes you back to yeah, it just really to did i was like you know what i i'm gonna get an icy drink because other people are drinking them and where else am i gonna do this uh thank you jeremy turner he says he gives us a super chat and says, love you three, Chrissy and Clifton. Thanks for supporting Carrie on your channel. Yeah, thank you guys for hanging out. 
Um, I'm very excited to talk to both of you. And I know we're going to talk about some annoying things, but then we're going to talk about good news. Clifton, I hope you brought your good news today. Uh, you can keep on hoping, Carrie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll start. We'll start with one of the topics we were discussing before you got here. So I don't know if you've seen this, Clifton, but there's been this dust up about the use of the word groomer. And just to recap, I, we read a, a tweet from Clara Lehman who was saying that. My favorite um, person. Uh, is that sarcasm? Yes. <laughs> she says, I'm no fan of gender ideology being taught to school children. My publishing record at Colette reflects that, but neither am I a fan of suspending this presumption of innocence on grooming for political expediency. When the devil turns on you, where will you hide? And so I understand what she's trying to say. She's saying, I think, that the right is doing with the word groomer what the left has done with the word racist or Nazi, right? And that I guess the argument there is that you're you're taking some of the meaning out of the word. You're abusing the word. And I've been thinking a lot of, about how I feel about continuing to use that word. And I think it's appropriate, but I, I wanted to hear what you guys thought about it. Well, <clears throat> the, um, the playwright, uh, C.J. Hopkins, has this term called... Um, Here we go. <laughs> you sound so good off the bat. Called a thought terminating cliche, and I think in terms of uh, a, a slur used to to short circuit or shut down an argument, um, I think there is um, some legitimacy there to to that claim. On the other hand, um, you know, I've been thinking about this, and I'm like, I mean, I thought about my own uh, days in school, and uh, there was never any point where I was privy to, or learned about, or was talked to about any. Uh, of my teachers' personal um, personal lives, their, let alone their sexual uh, uh, predilections. So, the the idea that there are people who uh, are upset that others are upset about um, about talking to children about these kinds of things uh, is is a little weird to me. And I, I guess the, the the point that I'm getting to is I'm thinking out loud. <laughs> I know, I know, Tiger. I know it's very difficult. Um, is that it's while I understand the point that people like Claire are making, and she isn't she isn't the only person that's made this point. Um, at the same time, it's very difficult to um, escape accusations of grooming when you are so uh, when you seem so adamant about trying to uh, teach children about these kinds of subjects. You know, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, you know, nine, 10 years old, you know, girls were gross. <laughs> you, you know, you didn't, you didn't want we to do still are. They, well, in some ways, um, but sometimes they're gross in the right kind of way. Um, but you, you, you know, you, I'm like, why, why do you feel this need to, um, to introduce these kinds of topics to, to kids, especially at a point in their lives where they don't really, they don't really know anything and they're so impressionable and they're so naive. Um, it's just very strange, but I, I do think there is some, there is a point to be made in saying, let's not abuse this term and, and overuse this term just because, just because we feel like, just because I'll say you feel like the collective you, I know collective is a bad word, um, can say, ha, we got you. You know, this is something that, you know, you've been calling us racist, you've been calling us Nazi, you've been calling us bigots, so now we're going to call you a groomer because I think it, it does begin to overshadow 
um, the importance of the issue. I think when I came in, Chrissy, was it you talking about how th that the stakes um, are are too large? It's it's such an important issue that um, I guess we can't afford to cheapen it by you know using these terms, these blanket terms. Um, such as such as groomer, but it's I mean it's it's tough, it's difficult. I don't know. Maybe I'm being a a, a milk toast fence sitter, but um, so I mean I think there's legitimacy to what Claire is saying, but I also think it's just it's just weird to be so adamant about uh, about talking about your sex life with with kids or introducing them to these like sexual topics. I think ultimately the the answer is going to be in just asking more questions. Like while she might make a decent point there and sure, you don't want to just name call somebody instead of getting into the issues. Be like, well, what do you mean by that? Like, what do you actually think we should be fighting for? Do you actually think that these teachers on TikTok have the right, you know, like try to get them down to specifics. And it's like, and if you find that person is still, uh, still in their corner, well, then you can be like, yeah, well, you sound a little groomer adjacent, you know, like what, you know, uh, I think it always helps to just keep asking questions. Like what precisely do you think these teachers have the right to do? Yeah. And it's also kind of weird because I'm, I'm thinking to myself, um, I mean, if you are, you know, I've, I read a lot of accounts of say like young gay men who they knew when they were they knew when they were little that uh, that they were different from the other boys for instance um you know i i want for uh for those kids to have some sort of peer some sort of ally someone they can talk to um that they can relate to um at the same time is 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 the school is the classroom the appropriate place for those kinds of things to be happening is that going does that kind of violate some weird boundary between student and teacher because i remember you know when i was in school it was just your your teacher was this person that you saw just in this one specific span of of your life and they didn't you know no one ever thought about their personal lives and they didn't even have a personal life outside of school as far as we were concerned um so you know, it's it's weird. I think it's just another one of those issues where it's just it's complicated and it can't be reduced to um, to uh, to some sort of weird binary. It's just um, it's a it's a tough thing at the same time. I mean, you know, I, don't, I just don't the the overall the issue of sexualizing children is just, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not about that. I think I should make that clear. I don't know why I need to make that clear, but yeah, um, you know, it's, and it's su it sucks that you have to even say that, you know. Yeah. And I wonder if if we'd be dealing with all these problems if social media did not exist. And you think about, you know, we're not going to say all teachers are blue haired fucking maniacs um, with five piercings in their head but a lot of it comes from this place like they need this validation they're unhappy with themselves so they go on tiktok and they go look how progressive i'm being look how i'm i'm opening the eyes of these students i'm 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 the one who's teaching them the right way not their stupid conservative republican boring parents or whatever so it's like it uniquely fills this need in, in the certain type of teacher right they need the validation they feel possibly powerless in their own life so they want to feel that they have power and influence over others and at the same time it's like so performative it's like done for likes too yes so it's, it's, it's so there's so much going on psychologically yeah it's it's also uh, the way in which it, it came into the schools 
into the elementary schools. And, and, you know, to be clear, all of this is, I think people started talking about it. It became a big topic about this word groomer with the Florida bill, the, which they're calling the left is calling the don't say gay bill, but which just says, you know, from kindergarten through third grade, teachers should not be engaging in instruction about gender identity or sexual orientation. That's instruction. And the way in which though this, I think this assumption that teachers have that this is important and we need to do this in the classroom to your, to your point, Clifton, you're like, I don't know if the classroom is where it should be happening. I think, I think they brought it in there by, um, they hit it in all this anti-bullying kind of curriculum, um, in this, uh, diversity curriculum and sort of saying, this has to be, this has to be in schools. We have to teach about this. This is a kind of bullying. And once they've gotten us to accept that, then it's like, then they, then, then they just include it. Cause they're like, this is an identity and kids need to know about it. My issue with it is that they want to be able to instruct kindergartners. So we're talking what five-year-olds, uh, up to, yeah. Yeah, up to up to third grade, so eight, up to eight year olds. They want to be able to talk to them about sexual orientation when these kids haven't even had sex ed. They don't even have bi they haven't had biology class yet. Yeah. Um, it's completely inappropriate for that for that age group, and so that's why I lean towards. Uh, I, I think I'm going to continue to use the word because I think it is a kind of grooming, legitimately. It's not, I agree, it's not the same thing. And I, I realize it, I realize what she's saying is we're taking some of the sting out of that word um, because historically we've used it to, to, to talk about the ways in which individual pedophiles will target a child and groom a child. But that word also means targeting a child and uh, pushing an ideology on them. You're you kind know, of like preaching them. them for someone else. You're, you're doing the work that someone else would have to do. Like you're making it so that they're, you know, they take it. They've made, they've made a dent in the grooming process. They've made it like the more that's talked about, the the more, the less weird it becomes each time. The more, anytime you, know, you have a secret that you keep from your parents, it's like, okay, yes. get used to it. oh, here's a room that you can change your clothes when you get to school. It's like, ugh. And you yeah. can just change back and go home. Like anytime you normalize secrecy or keeping stuff from your parents, um, yeah, a private conversation, a private dialogue going on with your teacher, ugh, it just makes other kinds of secrets okay to keep, and it makes it it makes it okay for kids to not be honest with their parents. I think um, something else that you brought up, um, Carrie, is what I. What frustrates me about a lot of these um, issues, especially when they become political, is that um, they they often come attached to a a crass moral component, where you know you mentioned anti-bullying, you know, or you know, uh, inclusivity, diversity, um, anti-racism, you know, so uh, so on and so forth. There's this idea that uh, immediately once the conversation becomes framed as um, well, we're just trying to do what's best for these, for these marginalized and vulnerable kids. Um, 
it makes it very easy for anybody who says, wait a minute, this is this might be kind of weird to say, oh, wait a minute. Do you mean that you support the abuse and exploitation? No, the abuse and um, and bullying of, you know, trans kids or you know, if there is such a thing <clears throat> and, uh, <laughs> you know, or or, or gay kids or, or queer kids or whatever. And um, again, it's this. Um, it's these thought terminating cliches where you're not allowed to actually talk about the complexities of the issue because it's either you're good or because you support this issue or you're evil because you have criticisms of it. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think uh, there are, I mean, it's, it's all, I don't want to say both sides cause it's, it's um, always polygonal, but um, you know, everyone has some sort of version of how they do this. You know, I'm, I'm, and I think politics for a lot of people is a substitute for, uh, you know, it's like moral blood sports. Who is a better yes. person? Who is more virtuous? And, um, you know, I, I it, it's it always obfuscates the issue and, and it never becomes what it's really about. You know, I mean, everyone um, it's competing moral values in this sense where everyone is looking out for the well-being of children in their own minds. And I think maybe yes. if more people got kept that in mind, we might get somewhere. We wouldn't get stuck on these ideas of should we be using groomer or not? Because to me, that seems mm. um, I won't say it's beside the point, um, but um, it doesn't seem like that should be the overarching issue <laughs> that yeah. we should be focusing. on. Yeah, we're worried about offending other adults when really it's like, look who we're trying to actually protect here. Right. Yeah. Do you think, do you think that the the side that the people that want teachers to be able to engage in instruction on, on sexual orientation and gender identity, do you think that they have they're trying to protect kids? How how? Because I think some of them are. They think they are, but I don't know if they all believe that. It's tough. Um, you know, I think I don't know if if a lot of us have seen those stories, I mean, I, I know I have of people who, who for instance, um, sign up for say drag queen story hour at the, at the library. And it turns out that they, that they're actually sex offenders. Um, so I, I think, I Surprise. think there are, again, it's a complicated thing because there are a lot of people who, um, they just are blindly, um, following and saying I'm, they identify themselves as good people and they think that they're helping. But I think at the same time, there is also, um, there's gonna be a contingent of people who are attracted to these kinds of issues or even drawn to these kinds of jobs and these kinds of roles who do have these kinds of predilections. And we have to be able to talk about that and we can't pretend like that is not um, a, a, an issue. Yeah. Right. Like we can't pretend certain types of people that are drawn to law, law enforcement are not a little bit like they could be a little bit rageaholic. -y. Not all of them, but it's like if you are just like there is a percentage of teachers that are attracted to that position and a percentage of I don't know, lifeguards, gymnastics coaches like anybody. There's going to be a small percentage that are that are attracted to it for specific reasons. Right. Yes, because it gives predators access. It's like uh, that famous, speaking of gym coaches, that that Olympics doctor, the guy that was uh, abusing all those female gymnasts like right out in the open for so long. And I mean, I think people people who are predators are drawn to places where they, they can find prey. And And you're right, for some reason, it seems like it's culturally okay to talk about that when it comes to police officers. Like, okay, yeah, there are some people who are aggro and who want to get out their aggression on people and, and they might be drawn to that field because it gives them control over people. 
we're allowed to talk about that, but we're not allowed for some reason to talk about, um, you know, the bathroom issue, for example, predators will take advantage of that. Absolutely. They'll take advantage of that to go in the ladies restroom. Nobody's worried about Blair white in the ladies room. They're worried about the shark, you know, the wolf who comes in, who's, who's taking advantage of these new cultural norms. And then it's, you know, how do you, how do you, how are you able to suss out the sharks from, uh, from the norm, the normal people, you know, I mean, that, that's the issue or that's an issue. Um, I I doubt that the most uh, skilled predators are out there just where, you know, they're not waving signs saying, Hey, I like to Mm -hmm. smash kids. Um, yeah. like, are you even on hormones? Oh yeah, I got them. I mean, I got a prescription. I got to go fill it. I, it's in my purse. I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. You know, so, but then of course, you know, people could, could clip this conversation and say that we are equating, um, uh, sexual minorities with predation, you know, and again, no. it's, it's, it goes back to this cheap, crass, uh, reductionism, uh, or it may be essentialism. Uh, of of these arguments or these discussions and uh, you know no we we're not talking about that but it does but you know it, it I mean Chrissy you said it's a shame you even have to make these sort of qualifications but it doesn't matter to the people that uh, that hate us <laughs> the, the, right because they want to clip and make us look bad go ahead clip away I need the promotion <laughs> I got gigs coming up I got gigs I like your attitude uh, this is the have, I don't know if you guys have seen this this is a definition that's going around that I saw hmm. James Lindsay was putting this one out. Stephen Landau puts this in the chat. He says, hmm. groomer is someone who wow. builds a relationship, trust, and emotional connection with a child or young person wow. so they can manipulate, exploit, and abuse them. Damn. I mean, that's that's a lot of people when you think of it that way. Hmm. Just think about yeah. how many like single, you know what I mean? Like divorced parents, one a divorced parent household how many single you know the mom or the dad will really manipulate the kids into hating the other parent yes um and teachers like if you were to say okay conservatives republicans whatever just non-leftists you're in charge of sex ed just about everyone would be like all right well when you start having questions uh go talk to your your parents about it and if your parents are like abusive and you truly have nobody all right, well, then then come see me, I guess, or I'll find someone who knows more than I do. And if, if you ask a leftist, they'd be like, yeah, I was waiting for this day. Let's get all these books out. Let's play these videos. It's like you are impressing upon them mm-hmm. your vision for, for what their sexuality should be. You know I, what? I also think it makes me think about the um, sort of tangential, but sort of not is, you know, this idea of the the separation of church and state. But the problem is, what if, quote unquote, progressivism, those of you who know me know that I, I, I rarely use the term progressive without quotation marks nowadays. I think to be progressive nowadays is actually to be anti-progressive at this point. But, you know, what if progressivism is your religion? It just hasn't been identified yet. And people get mad when you, when you, when you compare um, this kind of ideology to a religion. They, you know, they'll say stuff like, oh, does it have a, a, you know, a, some sort of text or whatever? And I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, the People's History of the United States by Howard Zinn might be one, or the Communist Manifesto <laughs> might be another one. Um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a growing list, but um, it just makes me think, you know, some, some ideologies uh, are, are, you know, not allowed uh, in these classrooms, but then some ideologies are. We just don't call them uh, uh, religions. I wonder if, if we might, um, 
maybe if there was a reframing of saying, okay, well, we, we don't want these ideologies, you know, in our school, but what about your, your particular ideology? No, you know, we don't, we don't want, um, you know, we don't want this, uh, they say we don't want prayer in schools. We don't want, uh, uh, Christian indoctrination. We don't want to be teaching creationism, but then at the same time, well, what what about this this other you know what about this gender ideology what about uh, anti-racism they're going full they're going full bore with that but they don't recognize it as um as a as a religion or a cult even yes it's very interesting i got to interview this guy um this week mark owsley and he's basically he's doing a push to defund dei so his strategy mm-hmm. in terms of speaking of language and you know they have the defund the police movement he's taking that word and saying defund dei diversity uh, equity and inclusion and one of the things we were talking about is how they like to deny that they're pushing this belief system in the schools by saying well the theory isn't there and and I, and I was thinking about this what they're doing is actually worse than if if they were to sit down with kindergartners and say this is critical race theory. Let it, mm. let us explain it. Or this is queer theory. We're going to explain it. They're not doing that. They're that's true. They're not sitting down and, and saying, this is the theory. Let me teach you the theory. What they're doing is worse. They're taking the conclusions that come from the theory and they're doing praxis, which is implementing those things in the classroom. So they're not even being transparent enough to tell these third graders, what have you like, this is this is queer theory. This is a belief system. We believe that racism is in everything. That the the best way to look at the world is as this um, inherently oppressive place and this competition for power between identity groups. And here's all these oppressed groups. And here's the non-oppressed. They're not sitting down and explaining it that way. No, no. They're just bringing the conclusions into the classroom, which is less transparent, and they're teaching it as fact. And I think you're right. If if we could get the left somehow to start to see how analogous this is with teaching creationism or bringing religion, you know, into the classroom, I think they might, I think they might be able to hear us better if they're, if we could make Mm -hmm. that argument, but, but I don't know. It is, it seems like it's going to be like a rush to who can create the most content about this when it comes to like a child's whatever sexual orientation or, or, I don't know if I'm going to blanket this whole thing, I'll call it like sex ed for kids. Um, You know, if, you don't want the right or non-leftists to be like, Oh, we're we're just going to shut it down. Meanwhile, the left is creating all the content, you know, videos on YouTube websites where maybe kids who are confused and they're left alone with their tablets will end up finding it. So, well, now they've kind of, corner the market on content like i found this website uh amaze.org they also have a twitter account and i was just looking at you know their whole thing is more info less weird amaze takes the awkward out of sex ed real info and fun animated videos that gives you all the answers you actually want to know about sex your body and relationships and i look at the site and i'm just like oh wow you know what what is the non-leftist answer to this? What is the, where is the non-leftist sort of child-friendly content about this? Are we just going to like, you know, be like, leave me out of it. Oh, you're a groomer. Goodbye. Meanwhile, these people are making all the strides in putting out the content. That's a great question. Cause I don't know. You're right. Conservatives aren't really, they're not really saying like, let's, 
we've got this other thing instead. Like for a while I was thinking we need something that takes the place of this curriculum in the classroom. I think it's too much to ask that we, we, we are telling schools like they would have to remove all of their bullying curriculum. So mm -hmm. we need to have some other type of bullying curriculum. And same thing when it comes to, I think diversity inclusion, not equity, but diversity inclusion. I think we need to have our own curriculum that we're pushing. It's like, no, this, if you, if you must have something in the class, this is an individualist individualism focused way of presenting this. And I just don't know if, I don't know if conservatives are going to create something like that or, no, or no, have they? And I'm, yeah. In one of these amazed videos, the video is like, oh, like what to do if you're not liking your body. And at first I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, this has to do with like pre-puberty, starting puberty, you know, hair on your legs, whatever. And then like, you know, of course the video gets about halfway into it. And then it's like, what to do if you don't like your body? And then there's a, there's like a little boy picking up a dress and putting it up against him. And it's like, well, now you've, you planted that as a seed as that is, that is something you can go to if you're not feeling great about your body and you're a little boy try a dress on that's probably not something that would have occurred to them before and now because of this educational instructional video i don't know it sounds like i'm making a big deal of it but it's like no it is. i just that's it's really kind of scary and we got to start putting and i know daily wire is putting out kids content i think prager you is going to start doing kids content so maybe that's the answer well it's also um you know what, what's it called the mott and bailey where it looks like it's about one thing but it's about something else like yes. when i hear um you know if you're unhappy with your your body immediately i jumped to you know of course when you're going through puberty it's very very awkward for a, a variety of reasons no matter who you are um, i also thought about uh, you know body dysmorphia you know but when you begin introducing these and introducing these ideas of you know like what is what does um, a, a kid, a young boy's desire to, or, or desire not to wear a dress have to do with how, how he feels about his body. It's so insidious and it's so disingenuous to kind of just sneak these things in there. Um, and again, you know, it's like you were saying, this, this is material that is aimed at young people who don't have the wherewithal to be able to suss out, um, what what this is i mean they're they're conflating an issue it's like okay if if you are a i i feel like if you are a a a young man who likes to wear dresses that that's a that's a different that's a different thing uh, than you know oh my feet are too big and uh, you know <laughs> yeah. I, my you know i have all this acne or something and uh, you know my shoulders are weird and you know all the girls are taller than me like there there's like that that's a different thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. scoliosis put on a dress <laughs> and it's so crazy the dress watch... will hide it it's made it's for exactly curves. what you said clefton because it's like you watch these videos on this amaze site and you're like it's all cartoons it's all very kid friendly it's all very like nice and these kids that like and i remember like i didn't talk to my parents about any sex issues i never got the talk is that the way to go maybe not necessarily because then i was doing stuff like at 14 that i probably wasn't ready to do um but I, you can see like this is these videos are going to reach kids that like, yeah, they don't want to talk about their parents. It is an awkward subject. They're they're very much more on the Internet than we were growing up. So it's just like, oh, it's it's just totally they're able to plant these seeds because it's under the guise of like, oh, it's kids content. And we've all seen the viral. um 
what was it that like parade was it the blue clues blues clues like gay parade or something like that yes. it, was, it went viral it was like this parade of like trans animals and shit like this is the oh. pansexual lion yeah pansexual yeah. they went beyond they went beyond gay they went into polyamory and stuff blues clues yeah it's like okay you're just now we're just okay you're gonna teach other people's yeah, kids bisexual that, beaver it's a belief system you, you don't there the are people <laughs> i was trying to go for alliteration but i was like oh whoops <laughs> polyamorous panda yeah yeah i'm sure there are a lot uh by the way somebody in the chat lieutenant cyber thank you tuttle twins i forgot about them for any parents who are looking for something different i have checked out a few of their things and they do they're basically i think libertarians who are creating content for for kids that is all about individualism i don't know if they do any sex ed or anything like that but um that's a good suggestion do you guys mind if we break and read a couple of these super chats Yes, let's do it. Pirate, can you put some of these up? Yeah. <laughs> Fitness with Julian. Is this oh, your hey. guy? Is this your guy? No, but this is a different cool guy. I I still I want to I'm going to talk to him about fitness one day. Fitness with Julian says, "Love the new channel, Carrie. You guys are awesome. Thank you, sir." Clifton, you missed this. There's a the there's a Who's trainer that? at my gym, and this morning I've seen him there for like a year. Yeah, and this morning he was like he, fi he finally came over and was like, I've been trying to figure out who you are. He was like, are you Carrie Smith? And then he, and then he, then he said, you know, he watches Friday Night Tights and Chrissy all the time. And I was like, that's oh, a, such a small world in my little gym. Give him my um, Insta. <laughs> I'll give him your Insta. Matthew Hammond. Thank you, sir. He says, Carrie invited my two favorite YouTube people. Did they play Aww. Ray Parker Jr.'s Ghostbusters theme song at the roller skating rink with flashing lights? Da -na 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 -na. Busting makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part of the song. <laughs> That's funny. And RMR, thank you, sir, says, love you. Love Yule. Thanks. Love Yule. At the roller skating rink, I don't... Here's my only thing about going to a rink now. I really... Because the decor and everything is still stuck in the 60s and 70s, which I love, I wish that all the music was old, too. I mean, some uh... 80s stuff... But when they play the newer stuff, I'm like, mm, I don't know. It's not as good as. as yeah. Uh, Matthew Hammonds. Wow. Thank you. Says uh, the left is upset. They were accurately identified as groomers. The problem is millennials have fewer no friends that mm -hmm. they can talk to about issues as teachers mm -hmm. instead as authority figures. They befriend or have uh, something with students. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, they, they treat their kids like they're friends. This is true. And I, I used to be, um, I used to think that the sort of codes of conduct that were structured around uh, being friends with, like, for example, some therapists won't befriend you on, if you're their client, they won't be your friend on Facebook or things like that. And I used to think that was dumb. Uh, I'm not sure what I think about that anymore in terms of therapists, but when it comes to teachers, like, yeah, I don't. I don't think kids need a window into their teacher's life. I just, I don't know. I don't think they need to be on their Facebook. I don't think they need to be in their DMs or on their Instagram. It's like no. you're there to instruct them in reading and math and science. And that's it. 
But like, even if you are not friends, even if teachers are not friends with their kids on social media, like my sister's a teacher out in Vegas, they have systems that are similar to social media. They have messaging systems that mm-hmm. they use with their students when they're at home, especially through all the like learning from home time period. Like they have basically the equivalent of like instant message and group chats and stuff like already through the school programs. Yeah. Tara T, thanks, lady, says, I have taken youth protection courses as part of volunteering with my kids' activities. What the groomers, in quotes, advocate for violates all the principles of youth protection. Thank you, lady. Uh, Yeah. Oh, one more. Matthew Hammond, Carrie, conservatives had something like this when the Bible was taught in public schools. The left replaced Christianity with their woke religion. That's that's what I was getting at earlier. Yes. We already have a blueprint for removing it from the schools. I mean, we have the blueprint that they use to remove the Bible, to remove Christianity. So government schools are are secular. They're paid for with taxpayer dollars. They should not be providing moral instruction. Uh, did y'all snowball? I don't know what that means. Is that like a cocaine reference? Well, maybe for you, Chrissy. But... I'm just learning the lingo. I'm not down with what's up. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thanks for the super chats. Uh, unless you guys, there's one other thing I wanted to talk about today. And then if you have topics, we can hit them or whatever. But I'd, obviously, the Supreme Court nomination, the confirmation. Do you have, do you want to talk about that or just skip it? I was, I was thinking today about, um, it's it's, uh it's it's really dumb it's it's kind of silly but i was like the the way that i see black people celebrating um katanji brown's confirmation reminds me of black people celebrating when oj got acquitted oh my god (laughs) that is so there must be a way to meme that but uh i mean you know i I think when Obama got elected, you know, that, that, that was another point point. So I, I had to like temper, temper my, uh, congratulations my, my on your, on your win. Yeah. Oh, it's like, <laughs> but, it, but it was like the most you know, superficial thing. There was a, uh, there, there's an actress named uh, Jennifer Lewis, who I, who I love. She's been around for a long time, but, uh, she has this clip. Um, it, it got shared. Uh, it was going around on Twitter this morning where, you know, she's doing this dance and, you know, you see these posters going around or these graphics going around where, you know, they're, they're in essence deifying uh, uh, Justice Brown. I was going to say Miss Brown, but now it's Justice Brown. And um, you know, I, I have to say that I just um, I I can recognize the the historicity of the moment, but at the same time, I just I I don't like why she is there. Mm. Some made the point that. Um, you know, it's an explicitly political appointment, which is sort of a non-argument because every, you know, someone made the point that every Supreme Court, you know, confirmation and justice is a political uh, appointee in a sense. But at the same time, I mean, she's there because she's black and she's a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Biden explicitly said that that's what he was looking for. And as someone who has been a diversity hire on many, many occasions, it's just um, it's an insult to if, if you actually do have the chops and you do have the smarts and you do have the career achievements, regardless of, of whether or not you agree with some of her past, uh, her previous rulings. And, you know, obviously people who are not um, 
ideologically aligned with her are going to have issues with her with her um, with her confirmation. You know that that's to be expected. Um, it's to be expected that a Democratic president is going to um, uh, appoint someone who um, is on the left side of the spectrum, of course. But you know, I I I, I grapple with this because at the same time, would she have gotten there if um, there wasn't an explicit um, effort? to put a black woman on the on the court in the first place. And I, I don't know about that. But at the same time, um, it's just it's hard for me to celebrate. And it's hard for me. You know, I had a friend who who tweeted at me, um, a high school buddy, when her um, nomination was announced. And uh, he just said, just be happy, bro. And I said, oh, no, mm-hmm. I can't just be happy because it, it's it. There's this attitude, particularly among uh, black Americans, where, you know, they the the Democrats or the, the political left, broadly speaking, will, will dangle these carrots and say, hey, look, look at what we're doing for you. And it's, it's, it's obviously, excuse me, it's obviously pandering. And it just gives them, in my opinion, it gives them cover. It gives these people cover, these political leaders, these, you know, these fake activists or whatever. It gives them cover um, to not really do anything or in many cases um, do actively do harm, you know, so we can look at this, we can celebrate this short term victory and we can look at this sort of shiny thing and this symbol of, of progress, you know, and again, why are we pretending as if we didn't have a black president, um, hmm. or excuse me, black ish president. And, um, you know, so I, I guess um, so on a, the, the, the broader point is that I just can't um, it's hard for me to celebrate. It's like, you know, she seems like she has the qualifications, but it's an it's an insult to those qualifications, qualifications when it's clear that she's just there because um, I mean, she's 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 a token. Sorry. That's what it is. Yeah. Imagine if Trump was like, I'm going to appoint a white guy. <laughs> You know, like when Kavanaugh well, you know, was you know, being the, confirmed. But an, another wrinkle to that, though, <laughs> if Trump had come out and said, I'm going to appoint a black woman, do you, I mean, you know, say if it was like Winsome Sears or whatever, the, the lieutenant governor They would have been like, Virginia, oh, how they could They would have you? found a, a way. Yeah. They would have destroyed her left, right, and center. Well, I mean, you know you know what I mean. But they would they would have yeah. found a way to just completely ruin her. They, they tried to do it with uh, with Amy, um, what is it, Amy Coney, oh, Coney yeah, Barrett. Oh, yeah, Coney Barrett. You know, with, yeah. with her black kids. And they like, they were trying to take... They were targeting her, her, her adopted children, and taking and trying to, you know, take aim at them. Wow. You know, they, they. I mean, these people are just they're scumbags. That was the wake, she, wake up. Do you think she feels like a token? Do you, do you think like, or you know what? She's got this sweet job for life. Who cares how she got there? You know. She might be. Maybe she feels that way. Um, at the same time, one thing I will say about Republicans is that they. I, I think they're they're mistaken for being callous because they they don't really tend to pander to um, these aggrieved groups. Um, I think, I mean, I think Trump um, sort of broke with that. I mean, I remember uh, the the RNC convention where you know they were trotting out all these uh, black and brown faces, and I was like, I see what y'all are doing. I see what y'all are doing. <laughs> I mean, I know why you're doing it, but um, y- you know, it's just. And and just the way that this is sort of a, this is a total non sequitur, but to, to hear Trump, you know, African Americans, we did this for the African American community. All of my African American friends, and we Here's have Afri- African Americans <laughs> yeah. here and African Americans there, and I'm like, you know, and this is another side note, but I had a, I have a coworker, um, a black woman, who, like me, does not like the term African American um, because it's 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 too broad. It doesn't really make any sense. I mean, I, you know, I had a, I had a roommate 
who was an Alvin Ailey dancer, beautiful, beautiful uh, girl. But she was uh, from Ooh, she was Canadian wow. and uh, with Jamaican ancestry, but she had no sort of accent. So here in the United States, she'd be African-American, although I would call her a Jamaican-Adian, which is really what she was. And <laughs> Sounds like a, like, a, like a power drink. Sounds like a thirst quencher, <laughs> Jamaican-Aid. Jamaican have some Jamaican-Adian. Mm. Um, you know, so it's, I don't know, that, that's a whole other thing. But, uh, you know, I, I just, I'm, I don't like pandering in general, but uh, th this, this Supreme Court con confirmation feels like a, a huge, huge pander. But it's, a really yeah. an, it's a really an insult to uh, Justice Brown, unfortunately. Don't ask, don't ask where the Black Lives Matter money went. Look, look, look at the Supreme Court lady. It, the, the way in which they announced it before they picked her, just like they did with Kamala Harris, Ugh. the way in which Biden said it will be a black woman um, or with Kamala, he said it will be a woman. That's the pandering part. That's insulting. Yep. That, that disgusts me. It's, it's like, why did you Obama... say it's going to be the most qualified person? Yes. And then you pick a, pick a black woman. Then that's not pandering. Yes. And, and that, so when Obama won, I was one of those people celebrating. And at the time I thought it was, I thought it was historic. It was historic. And, but it also signified to me because I had, I was deep in social justice at the time. And I believed our country to be, you know, this, this thoroughly white supremacist nation. And, um, but I also believed that we were changing. And I think a lot of them don't, they, they, they're like stuck in the past. They don't want to think that we're progressing. That's, which is a great point that you don't call them progressives. They're regressing. They don't, they, they want to ignore everything like this, this positive that we've been on um, historically uh, towards more individualism and more equality. And so I, I did believe, I thought, I thought Obama being elected, I was like, what a great sign that our country has put a lot of uh, people's like individual racism or, or bigotry into the past that a black man could win. That is historic. It did make me happy for that reason. I don't see a reason to celebrate this time. They're calling it historic. Uh, Pirate, can you put up that one article? They are calling it historic. And yes, it is the first black woman, but I don't view it in the same way. Looks I don't. Like she's about to, like, looks like he's about to kiss her. <laughs> he looks like he's gone in for a sniff. <laughs> he's about to sniff her. Uh, wow, so fucking awkward. Let me see the headline, Ugh. Pirate. Just, I just want to read the, if anybody wants Maybe. to go find this, this is NBC News. It says Biden marks historic confirmation of Kentaji Brown Jackson to Supreme Court. And even though, yes, it's historic, it's the first black woman, it just doesn't have that that meaning, I'd say, that meaning that came with Obama's election. It doesn't mean the same no. thing to me because, one, because I no longer hold the view that they hold that our country is so backwards and so white supremacist that I don't, I don't buy into the narrative. Therefore, I don't think this is a sign of anything other than them being successful at getting someone who upholds their ideology onto the court. Well, if like, if we have made progress, then all the race hustlers are out of a job. <laughs> That's true. You can't, yeah. you know, well, it goes back to this, um, this idea of competing, uh, competing moralities. I mean, I think there's a lot of, uh, well-meaning people who, um, who truly believe that they are fighting the good fight. Um, but I think there's also a lot of people who keep pretending that we are still uh, stuck in Jim Crow. Um, and yes. um, it's funny you, you, you mentioned, um, 
I mean, I remember when Obama was elected uh, and, uh, you know, I, I called uh, the first thing I did when it was announced. I was sitting in a, a bar in New York right around the corner from from Tish and um, it was maybe around eight, eight, maybe 10 uh, p.m. And, you know, all the screens in the place um, had this, uh, you know, they announced that he was the president elect. The, the bar immediately erupted and I, I called my grandmother. Um, who was born in 1936 and, you know, wow. we pretty much cried on the phone together Aww. about it. You know, it was such a, a huge historical moment. And if you were in New York City, it was it was kind of hilarious because, I mean, the streets were just rumbling and roiling with so much excitement. You were on the subway and people were just like, you know, all these complete strengths were like, yo, yeah, we did it. And every every time, you know, it would, it would pull up to a stop, the doors would open, and you would hear just <laughs> screaming and Aww. then, you know, at, like at every stop. And um so it was it was it was this huge historical thing and um you know regardless of how i felt about him as an actual president um you know you, you just can't deny how uh, how momentous that was but this here there, there's there's a cynicism about it i think that's what we're getting at that uh, there's a cynical nature about this appointment and about the people who are celebrating it and about the people there's a cynicism about the people that are pushing through um that pushed through her her nomination and confirmation that that makes it a little um, it, it 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 taints it for me it, you, you know that I, I I'm just saying this what you said Carrie it's 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 not it doesn't have that same sort of magic that um, yeah that uh, Obama's election did no. I think they just have so little they're they're assuming the average American is just so fucking stupid like all they're really gonna take away with take away from this is wow biden appointed a black woman to a really important position he must be a really good guy and that's chrissy, that's what they're chrissy. assuming most people will just take away from it chrissy they will especially yeah. especially sorry but especially black americans they absolutely will it goes back to what i was saying about my friend from high school who was like just be happy you know uh, they, they they their view on this you know, if, if you live in a reality where you where you accept as axiomatic that America is a racist country, it has a racist past and we're still dealing with racism in the present. You know, it's, it's the classic line of, you know, we've we've made progress, but there's still so far to go. Then when you see something like this, you can just be like, oh, you know, this this is yet more evidence that uh, that Joe Biden and the Democrats, they're on our side mm. as black people. I mean, I mean, there there more wow. blacks did swing for Trump in the past in the previous election. I'm here um, in Atlanta. And let me tell you, there there are there is more heterodox opinion among blacks. I think blacks tend to be more socially conservative in a lot of ways um, than the Democrat Party or, you mm -hmm. know, thinks they are. Um, that said, they they the Democrats have captured um black american the the, the I, I don't know worldview ideology whatever so so thoroughly that uh, this simple this tokenization will be viewed as like look it's a step forward and we can celebrate wow. and then on top of that you add the gender component as well um th there's a huge uh strain in many black communities a, a huge conversation about um about black women and this idea that you know if you're if you're born black you already have one strike but if you're a black woman you have two strikes so it's even going to be it's going to be that much harder for you to get ahead um, in this country you have you have two I mean that that's sort of the the nexus of intersectionality um, that uh, you know you have these sort of competing identities that um, make your life even more difficult so you add the race component um, you, you have the race component but then you add the gender component on top of that. So, you know, so it's 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 a double whammy, you know, you, you, you win on on two fronts. 
And um, the, the only step that, uh, now that we need to take is to have, uh, you know, a, a, a fat, maybe fat black <laughs> transgendered quadriplegic in, in a hijab. <laughs> yeah. That, that uh, is a next, that, that's the next appointment. So we'll see what happens there. Yes. In an, gonna... in an ethically made wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> Sustainably made. But you know, she's not a biologist, so how can she really truly claim that she's a woman? Thank you. This is the one. So I I don't actually, I know people who were all over um, all of her different statements and her past history, um, her sentencing of uh, um, uh, convict, uh, what was it? Convicted sex offenders, things like that. They were, they were looking at her whole history during the confirmation trials. I lost interest after I heard her say she couldn't define woman because to me that means, well, I mean, you can't define anything then. That means you're not bound to reality. You're not bound to reality. You, you, you're not bound to the Constitution. So how are you going to decide? You should recuse yourself from any case that involves women, first of all, because you don't know what they are. Um, you can't define yeah. what they are, but how do you define any words at that point? How do you mm -hmm. interpret the constitution? There's nothing else that needs to be said. No way should you be confirmed if you can't say what a woman is. Well, I also think though, um, that was sort of a weird moment for me. I mean, I know why people are upset, but it's also like, you know, you're at a, you're at a, a confirmation hearing for a Supreme Court justice and you have, what was her name? Was it Washburn, Blackburn, whatever her name is, was like, you know, well, what is a woman? And it's like, it, it might playing the devil's advocate, it might be one of those questions where you're just so kind of thrown for a loop and where in the back of her mind, you know, she's like, the fuck are you, what are you, what, what are you even asking me for? You know, it's just one of those questions where like, it just, it, you, mm. you, you hear it and it's so, it's such an absurd thing that, you know, that it seems, it should be obvious to everybody that that's, you, you just don't even know how to come up with an answer about it. But I do think it's sort of weird that she says, I'm not a biologist. And it's like, well, you know, I, I, I don't know. Like, it, like I, I see why people were upset about it, but at the same time, it's like it, it was it was sort of a weird gotcha moment, which made me feel like, you know, it's it, it it's the cynicism of politics that I you know I just I, I abhor, mm. which keeps pushing me further and further into into anarchism. But that's another. <laughs> yeah, she she and her brain fart was like, let me try and say the correct answer instead of using my own common sense. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of what they all do, though, isn't it? It's like we're, you know, it's this very public hearing. It's all political. And, um, you know, we're trying to tap dance and, you know, and, and not really answer questions because, you know, we have to be safe. It's, Ugh. I don't know. I think, I think, I hear what you're saying. And, and possibly she doesn't know how to answer that question, but. And, I, and, and it was a gotcha moment. I agree with that. They, but I think it was a gotcha moment because they wanted to see is she beholden to this ideology or not? Right. And, and I don't know. Yeah. After that, I was like, well, I don't even care about the other stuff. Like what do words mean? What is well, your name? What is your name? Like who <laughs> you're the first black woman. What does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's also, you know, well, that's what, that's the hilarity of it, isn't it? Because they're celebrating her as this first black woman, but you know, but they're slaves to this ideology, uh, so to speak. I shouldn't, I shouldn't use the word slave in this context. Should I um, just say intern? <laughs> <laughs> for college and, uh, credit yeah um, but uh, it, you know that like they, they will simultaneously celebrate you know that the this um, confirmation of this black woman and yet the word woman is increasingly becoming offensive to these very same people 
you know, and, and, and it's, it's so strange because, and you don't see it when you're in it, but once you step away from this ridiculous ideology with, with all of its internal contradictions, um, you know, we're on the outside being like, y'all are, y'all are just, y'all are crazy. That's why, I mean, I, you mentioned, um, James Lindsay, uh, uh, and I, I, I say to myself, you know, he, you know, he, he definitely has his, his acerbic kind of Twitter persona or whatever. Um, but when people say that, people say he's gone crazy. And I'm thinking to myself, is it that he's gone crazy or is it that he is um, shining light on, ide- on an ideology and, and, and a worldview that, it, that itself is so radical and so extreme that he looks crazy just for pointing yeah. it out? Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, it's like maybe, maybe the people who are mad at him are the ones who are actually crazy because they, they subscribe to all this stuff, which has yeah. you know, very little basis in reality. And again, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a worldview which, has, which it, doesn't, it doesn't cohere logically at all in so many ways. And we can see that with the celebration um, of this black woman who, um, you know, by people who increasingly don't, um, want to, who, who want to erode, uh, whatever a woman is. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, uh, did you guys see, you're making me think of this, uh, this clip that myth Informed found of Dennis Prager on Bill Maher two years ago or a little over two years ago. Did you see that clip? I didn't see Play the clip, it. but I but I saw the, um, yeah. the 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 tweet. I didn't watch the clip though. I'm gonna pull it up. Um, we'll we'll do uh, some super chats while I'm pulling it up, pirate, and I'll send this to you because I wasn't prepared to talk about it. But you're making me think of it because yeah. Prager basically said something that was true, but they treated him like he was insane. <laughs> um, Nanya Biz says, the only thing I knew about my former teachers was that they were teachers. Teachers never mixed their personal lives with students. This was in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I, I knew some of my teachers were married. I mean, they would sometimes say something about, you know, my husband this or that. And I had somebody arguing with me on Twitter the other day. They were like, uh, this is going to prevent, you know, t- parents will be able to sue if if a lesbian teacher mentions her wife. And I'm like, no, that's not instruction mm. on sexual yeah. orientation. No. And will there be a bad what Could you find maybe one bad apple of some parent doing that? I don't know. Come to me when the bad apple happens. But that's a possibility. I'm willing. I think that's a that's a risk that we should be willing to take that there might be one person who tries to sue over something stupid like that in order to protect kids from this indoctrination. Yes, let's let's protect them. See if someone does that. That's not the intent of the law, though. I think the left thinks that's the intent of the law, that people Mm -hmm. just want to start suing gay people. They're just being dramatic. It's like, think of it. It's still your work. Even though you're a teacher and you're dealing with kids, it's still your workplace. Like you wouldn't call a meeting at, at the insurance company you work at and, and tell everybody how you realized you were a lesbian after you had a terrible one night stand. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't do that at your workplace of all adults. So that doesn't mean it's okay to do it at your workplace of all children. Cause they can't, they can't like make a weird face and be like, Oh, what the fuck? You know, they can't, uh, really complain about you to HR kids just have to sort of like sit there and take it and they want your validation. And that's there's their kids. They're in survival mode. Yeah. They're soaking everything up. Yeah. Simon Belmont. Thank you, sir. Says Clifton right on the pandering doesn't fix what they say is a problem. It's like flipping a house, but not fix anything, but make it just look appealing. Yeah. Also shout out Castlevania. Thank you, Simon. <laughs> Was that the avatar Castlevania? Oh yeah. 
Uh, Torgo the White says, nothing like tackling racism and sexism with blatant racism and sexism. Hell, Poconos, Up All Night Crew, and Clifton. <laughs> I can't tell if that's a joke. It, it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, I sent you this link, Pirate. Oh, he says he's got one more. Okay. Oh, no, there we go. So oh, this wow. is from Myth Informed. It says Dennis Prager is mocked on Bill Maher when he describes the now mainstream leftist belief that men can menstruate. This is from November of 2019. Queer theory and critical race theory ideology are so radical and incoherent. One risks looking crazy, pointing them out. Let's see if you can hit play there. These are giant left-wing lies. We're talking about degrees. To say that men can menstruate is a lie. And that is now, that is what is said. Oh yes. Wait, 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 where did that I, I never You've never heard it. Okay. Wow. Check it out. Anyone who says a man cannot menstruate is considered transphobic. I, I, I missed this. <gasps> Are you kidding? Wow. Where, where are you getting it? Just Google it. Can men menstruate? Who, who is saying this? You're who talking about saying a very small now, percentage. Oh, really? Then how do you allow men, biological men, to run against women in, in the races in Connecticut and set all the high oh, school oh, records? Okay. I, but that's, oh, they're, they're called men. No, no. The Nation see, Magazine I wouldn't, said they're, they're, okay, they're women. Okay, but I would agree with you on that. The way you framed it is nonsense. Well, no, I framed it perfectly accurately. No, no, no. You did Wow about is yes someone who is transgendered was a man now claims to be a woman is a woman okay uh, is <laughs> beating so dog shit out of other women in the race because of course they have more muscle mass and even martina navratilova came out and said this is ridiculous you might not you might as well not have women's sport this is a far cry from saying men can menstruate wow. I agree. but I that's agree. not where anyone yes. went with oh, that, that but you true. oh boy university of berkeley men's room tampons are given out <laughs> check it out Cal UC Berkeley men's rooms have tampon dispensers. Would you, would you say that's Dennis, probably that because I'm... men are pussy whipped and their girlfriend uh, said, go get me a tampon. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a much more logical. <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on to the next. Dennis. Wow. I'm... Not even taking it seriously. Wait, more... keep going. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I just, I, what did I say that was it? Under, you, 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 you said that, that we think that men menstruate yes, and no yes. one does. We no, never no. Have you heard about it? I'm a doctor. I, I missed that one, I confess. And this is one of the you premier are, reporters. Missing, I mean, he knows everything. The these, are, this, these, these people are very, he's yes. a doctor. Okay. He's one of I the would great. I make a friendly bet that, you, that the LGBTQ okay. normative statement is okay. men can menstruate. Wow, okay. he was on I, top of that. I got I got to jump in because there's there's so many things that he brought up. Um, one, it just it just goes to show that these people are so, you know, I I say it, I joke in economic terms. These people they have a, a, an abundance of uh, of self absorption and a scarcity of self awareness, and wow. that's what these people exhibit. You know, they just they don't. They they are incapable of in, of introspection, and you know I mean like like you said I mean Dennis Prager was was correct there. Another thing that, that it brings up for me is the rapidity and swiftness which with with, with which these things um, take over, and um, right? it's it's why it's important to like nip them in the bud and talk about it now. And I think you know kind of going back maybe walking back a little bit this idea about about groomers maybe there is some utility in uh, in pushing forward and saying like groomer 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 because um, right now. 
you know, if, if you if you attack it now as what it is, you might look crazy, you might look disingenuous in the short term, but perhaps in the long term, you know, you, we see how quickly these these ideas take, where it take on. And, yeah. you know, because it makes me think about and I and I hate to uh, admit this, but I, I just it, it I remember when uh, the legalization of of gay marriage, you know, was was a huge thing. Um, where side note, where Biden gaffed Obama into <laughs> into saying like, yeah, we should do that um, or legalize it. But uh, you know, I remember at the time I scoffed at conservatives just the way the same way this panel, Bill mm -hmm. Maher's panel, scoffed at Dennis Prager when conservatives would say, okay, we can legalize this now, but then it's a slippery slope. Because, you know, some people were saying ridiculous things like, you know, is bestiality going to be next? But there were some people who were saying, talking about child abuse, child predation, um, and and all kinds of other transgressions. And now look where we are. And um, it, it's, it's a very, again, it goes back to those competing uh, moral values where on one hand you have someone who is saying, you know, and this is my personal belief, but, but in a, a free liberal society, you people, gay people should be just as, uh, uh, should have the right to be as miserable in matrimony as straight people. <laughs> uh, you know, present company accepted, obviously, uh, Miss Smith. <laughs> but um, at, at, at the same time, um, you, you, you can't be so um, deaf to potential long-term ramifica ramifications, particularly now in the age of social media where ideas, mm. uh, particularly bad ideas and lies, spread so, so quickly um, that, that uh, you just, you ignore um, the, the broader scope of the conversation. That, that clip is astounding. That's why I was laughing so much because it's just so, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an amazing piece of footage. Isn't and, it? And Prager was right. Like Prager he, was right. time machine. Yeah. Yes. He's, it, it, the way in which do you see the way they they mock him? So you've got the audience laughing and mocking him. The host is laughing and mocking him. The other panelists, and then he even turns to them and is like, to point out their credentials, yeah, to let yeah. you know, like wow. this guy's a Ronan Farah is a journalist. He's Ronan smart. Farah, this yeah, this smart. is a doctor. There, we all think you're stupid. You know, yeah. this isn't happening. Two short years later, nobody was able to follow the logic like if yes it's ridiculous logic but if you followed it if you said hypothetically if this is what people believe yes we can get to this place but they weren't even willing to do that it's only okay when they say it's okay yeah yeah it's um <laughs> it's 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 amazing you know so yeah it just goes back to you know people like james who are saying who maybe he's one of the the cassandras you know or, or you know who's looking mm. into the future and saying and that's why you know it's 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 kind of funny because i joke that i'm i'm becoming one of those people who um who starting to, who's starting to say like oh you know these these goddamn commies are ruining everything mm. and um you know i think a lot of people on the left partly because they lack this um, this self-awareness and frankly they're ignorant about a lot of this kind of stuff but the people who don't subscribe to this sort of leftist ideology the reason that they are so against a lot of the social justice stuff is because they understand the ideological roots of where a lot of this stuff is coming from and they know where it leads or they know where it has led historically so they're warning off about that so so they they look so maybe they look crazy maybe they look like extremists to, to to normies like me maybe you know you we could look at the uh, the confirmation of um, and I said her name uh, incorrectly before but uh, excuse me uh, their name their name uh, incorrectly before but Justice um, <laughs> herself uh, Jackson, uh, Brown Jackson mm -hmm. um, you know so you might just be blissfully uh, you know happy about this idea that there's a there's a black um, uh, woman on the Supreme Court but it's like okay well what's the what is the what is the ideological vision underneath why she was there and why and maybe we should address um, 
why that happened and and that's mm. like that's what I'm, that's really what i'm opposing it's not necessarily her confirmation and you know alone by itself it's just it's the subtext underneath it yes but we look crazy you know so and, and also cra- like alex jones is somebody who looks cra- crazy and it's like yeah maybe his delivery was a little harsh or something but now how many of us are talking about ideas that he talked about that w- was crazy for that are now kind of very mainstream he well, goes back to that thing before of like, you know, what maybe, and I feel like the last couple of years, uh, particularly with, uh, with the <clears throat> pandemic um, has exposed <clears throat> is that you have these people who the, the it, I think it's difficult for people to fathom or wrap their minds around this idea that people could be so corrupt or so inept and, ha- and yet also at the same time hold these posi- positions of power mm-hmm. and also appear to be um, sort of, un- uh, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Um, they, 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 you know, they appear to be kind and friendly and doing the right thing, but it's like, well, you know, how do you think they got into these uh, high, you know, top bureaucratic positions? They're, you know, yeah. is, is, is what I was saying before about, uh, about you know, uh, about sex offenders. They're not going to go around yeah. screaming that, you know, I'm a corrupt individual. <laughs> they're, they're going yes. to be able to mask what it is because they, because there are social taboos against, uh, against uh, who they are and what they do. Um, but th- the point is that, you know, you, you mentioned Alex Jones. Um, there was a point where I definitely became a regular Alex Jones viewer. And I was like, I'm watching Alex Jones. What the <laughs> hell is going on right now? But the, yeah. but the thing is, it's like, it's like, yeah, you know, his delivery can be bombastic and, and over the top. And he is hilarious. But at the same time, it, it makes me wonder, like, is he insane? Or is or is that the, 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 the people that he's talking about and the things that they are doing, those are the insane things. He's just talking about it. And yes. that's what, yeah. that, that's, you know, that's the big question for me now. That's how I feel now whenever I try to talk about the Great Reset. So I just kind of avoid it because <laughs> even though it's out there, it's like right in front of you, they put it, they put out press releases about it. They put out marketing materials. You know, you will, uh, in the year 2030, you will own nothing and you will be happy. I mean, it's the World Economic Forum. None of this stuff is a secret. They wrote a book. Klaus Schwab wrote a book about COVID yeah. and how to use COVID to implement the Great Reset. That's I think it's the title of the book. And of um, course, ask your doctor if the Great Reset is right for you. We ask your <laughs> Thank you. Watching out from right back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so even that though, I'm like, you're right. It's so insane that if you even mention it, I know it makes me sound crazy. So I usually am just like, I'm, like, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just like, what? You go read about it and see what you think. <laughs> yeah, I when I first heard Trump talk about fake news, fake news, I was like, he's he's crazy. What is he talking about? And it took enough times of me hearing it to start really look at the news differently. I'd be like, oh my god, like he's right. So you know, fake news is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Fake news is yeah. Um, well, thanks for watching that clip with me. I just thought that was amazing. And that is just cr- so funny. Just wow. two short years ago, you know, a good thing would be uh, if somebody has time and wants to do this. I bet the, I bet the um, Myth Inform guys are probably doing this. Is all of those panelists, in, including Bill Maher, the host, who sat there and laughed at him in 2019 and said, "No, nobody, nobody's saying that men menstruate." I wonder if any of them have tweeted or retweeted. All the different oh. like national organization for women and all the different places that the that have since then said men can menstruate. I wonder if any of them have now, you know, contradicted themselves and jumped on board the men menstruate train. I'm sure a lot of them have. Well, that's I, a good idea. I bet. Uh, I wonder if Bill Maher has changed his mind by now. I think 
maybe he's seen um, enough of the insanity where, where he's starting to come around finally and saying like, well, this is kind of, this is, this is a little yeah. weird, guys. Yeah. You know, another person you're mentioning, Cassandra, I mean, Jordan Peterson is another one who, he was warning us of things in 2016, 2017, that I struck me as true. That's part of what helped to wake me up was, was listening to him and he was putting words to things I was seeing around me and experiencing on the social justice left. But um, I don't know why it was that I, I was able to hear what he was saying and, and see, yes, the, in, where all of this might potentially lead, right? Whereas others, and even some friends of mine would look at him and say, all of that's crazy. Nothing like that's going to happen here. You know? Oh, there's a really interesting comment in the chat from Matt Deckard. John Stewart is here to replace Bill Maher. That's very interesting because John Stewart was like basically retired. He was basically done and they brought him back. And now he is like, he is singing the song. He's got the message down. And whereas we do see Bill Maher going like, huh, what? No, he's yeah. a little bit, the spell's a little broken on him. God, that would be so interesting if that's what ended up happening. Well, he's definitely, Stuart is disappointing lately. I mean, I've seen a couple, you guys have probably seen a couple of things from him over the past two years where I thought, oh, that's, he's an independent thinker. He's starting the to- The lab league. Yeah, the lab league. Yeah, 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 exactly. But now that he's got this new Apple show and it's all just woke, 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 and he's even, he's woker. I saw the clip of him and Cory Booker. He's- He's more woke than Booker. Um, I don't know. That's disappointing. Wow. I think part of that is just that's what you have to do to be when you're pitching. Woke is still the dominant belief system right now in Hollywood. And so you have to pitch woke if you want to get it on the air, I think, even if you're Jon Stewart. But uh, it doesn't matter if nobody watches it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Uh Pirate. Thank you. Pirates dropping links in the chat. Yes, you can follow Clifton Duncan on Twitter at Clifton A. Duncan. Thank you, Pirate. And put the Chrissy one up, too. Why? Well, I don't have a soothe. I always like Clifton. <laughs> Did you say why? <laughs> why? <laughs> follow, follow Chrissy, Chrissy here. here. HTTPS <laughs> colon slash slash Twitter dot com slash <laughs> Clifton, could I just hire you to do all of my ads? Follow like... Carrie here. <laughs> HTTPS colon slash slash Twitter dot com slash real Carrie Smith. No spaces, no underscore. <laughs> all Carrie. Gosh. Are you going to start doing... Uh, we we had talked about on your channel. I know you've been doing interviews, but we had talked about how you were going to start doing some acting stuff. Are you doing that yet? Or um, you mean like performance based content, like performance, so sort of plays and stuff? Um, yeah, I mean, I want to I want to do that. I've, you know, when I when I got on, you asked me if there's any good news, and I was like, no, not really. It's uh, you know, to be uh, frank, it's been kind of dejected lately because mm. um, you know I, I'm I'm sort of coming I, I'm having difficulty coming to grips and accepting that I'll, at least in the capacity that I was working before, I'll, I'll never work again because of the uh, the mandates um, that are industry-wide now. And uh, the the unions are all are all aboard, but they're passing the buck in a, really, in a really cowardly way. They refuse to acknowledge people who have already gotten the disease. Um, wow. And, um, but, uh, you know, 
I mean, Broadway in New York and then the, the, the TV and film industry in L.A. Uh, now, I mean, there are companies that are demanding that you get the, the booster as well. And, uh, you know, and, and insurance companies are demanding it. Bond, bonding agencies are, are demanding it as well. So they're, they're all in. I don't know if it'll ever it'll wow. ever really um, ever really change. So, you know, now I'm just like, well, do I what, what what's the next step for me uh, now? Where, where do I where do I go? I'm, I'm feeling I feel a bit. If if you want to talk about good news and bringing joy to things, I mean, you know, I I I, um, in terms of embracing my role as a as a content creator slash influencer, that that seems to be uh, growing, and that's a good thing. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, um, you know, I mean, I spent uh, I've been acting since I was sixteen years old, Mm -hmm. and um, it's uh, it's tough to let that go, especially when I've you know I've done I've done nothing wrong you know, but, but live my life. And, um, you know, but, you know, I do want to, um, but my, my wheelhouse is performing. So, you know, however I can do, and I see what, you know, people like Chrissy are doing and, you know, if, if there's a way that I can, um, especially with singing, if there's a way that I can, um, you know, build some kind of career and and maybe down the line crowdfund future projects. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm talking to people, um, behind the scenes, um, you know, I stopped for a while because I was isolating myself uh, as I was spiraling deeper and deeper into a deep, dark hole. But, um, you know, I'll have to resume those conversations again. Um, there are artists out there. There are performers out there um, who um, agree with me and they see. I mean, I'm in this chat group right now. Someone posted uh, a, a photo. They're doing a, a production that's going to Broadway of 17, a show called 1776. Um, it's a, it's a musical people. Oh, wow. Look at it. But, but, but they are doing it with an entirely female, non-binary and trans. <laughs> wow. And, um, oh you know, no. And, and Nobody t- wants to see that. See, even Tiger doesn't like that shit. But, uh, but even, mm-hmm. you know, but there's also this thing, this other musical that came to, I don't know if it's opened yet. Um, you know, but it was like, you know, the, the this, Pulitzer Prize winning, uh, big gay black queer musical. And, you know, I think about it, there, there was a point where, um, you know, when, especially once I started, I started a uh, weight training and I got a lot of work um, as an actor, but then there's a point where the work in the theater just stopped. And I have, uh, and I, I have, my opinion is that it's because I'm not gay and I'm not trans. People think that I'm gay, which is hilarious, but, uh, but I'm neither of those things. Lean and, into that. <laughs> and, uh, no, I don't think I will. Um, yeah, like I'm surprised they're not calling it 1770 sis. <laughs> <laughs> you woke as hell. You know what, Clifton? The answer is, and there's still some clubs in the city I can't work because of the jab. Do as try to create as much of your own content as possible. And I know people are mentioning in the chat, Daily Wire. Try to create as much as you can on your own and through collaborations that get yourself to a point where you've got a body of work that when a daily wire is looking for someone like you or they have a project or prager you or whatever they can go people will be recommending you to them and they'll be like mm-hmm. oh what about duncan what about duncan um just like i i hear people now talking about oh we should have like a conservative snl you know and it's like if somebody like at the blaze or daily wire we're gonna be like yeah let's do a comedy show that now and they were to put that out there yeah. boom you're in the recommendations so it's just trying to figure out like, okay, what can I do? What can I create right now while I'm waiting for these bigger opportunities to find me? Yeah. I mean, I think you're, I think you're, uh, you're right. I mean, even with the, um, 
the, the, you know, the Daily Wire stuff. I mean, I think what, one thing that I that I bristle against is this idea that we need, uh, quote unquote, conservative art and not, nothing that even the phrase by itself to me just sounds like I don't want to, you know, I don't know about quote unquote conservative art, like politically conservative art. You know, it's just this idea that like, I just want good to, to do good work that is seen by um that is enjoyed by everyone and i am encouraged um that that's not to say that i that i reject um <clears throat> um you know any any of the audience or what their what their political beliefs are but I, mm -hmm. I but i will say that um i have been heartened by the response to um the, the stuff that i have been doing uh one mm -hmm. of my most popular uh, uh youtube videos uh, or podcasts is uh, my half hour conversation with victor davis hansen and we talked about um, the importance of classical literature and, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what we talked about and people loved it, you know, and normally with Victor, um, my friend, Victor, normally with Victor, he, you know, he's always called upon to talk about the political issues of the day, but when he's, but he's sitting there talking about Greek tragedy and people are really enjoying it. You know, I have, I have videos that have thousands of views of me doing Shakespeare and people want more of it. So to my mind, um, it's not about well, we have to do the classics or, or keep them alive. It's just that, you know, there, there's this prevailing attitude in the industry, you know, and, and again, which is dominated by these left wing people that are like the kind that were, that were sitting on the Bill Maher panel who think that they have some sort of monopoly on culture and sophistication. Yes. And um, I, I, you know, the more it's, it's just hilarious because they say stuff like, you know, well, there's no intellectuals on the right. You have to be smart. I'm like, they, they have no idea who Thomas Sowell is or Walter mm -hmm. E. Williams or Victor Davis Hanson or Douglas Murray, any of these people. Um, but uh, the, the point is that I, I'm encouraged that there are a lot of people who just want to see good work from artists who don't fucking condescend to them all the time and think that they're stupid. Yes. Um, so the the goal is to reach those people. And what's great right now is that we have the technology now and um, and the outreach um, to um, to reach those people directly without this big machine in the way. So in the same way that people, you know, that. And, you know, I have this conversation with other uh, people as well, is that the idea about being famous, no one cares about fame anymore. It's all about going viral. And no one cares about movie stars or celebrities because you can, you know, if you have a, you know, you can be a, a, an Alabama six and put on some leggings and, and film yourself doing squats in front of a mirror or something and, and get more followers than Michael B. Jordan. Um, or, you know, people, they don't look up to movie stars. They look up to podcasters and YouTubers now. Yeah. So, you know, there is, there is, um, you know, for people who have the the resources and the organizational skills and and the the sort of personal power to organize and, and build something great, there is potential there, especially in this era of decentralization, where these machines are kind of breaking down and people are saying these aren't relevant to me anymore. So, um, you know, that, that's a long-winded way of me agreeing with you, Chrissy. Um, um, you know, but right now it's just like, uh, you know, how the hell do we do all this? But um, you know, I just I think, but I think it's those, it <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I think if those conservative uh, organizations are smart, and thank you, Cheeky Mayor, for the super chat asking about the Daily Wire. Um, if I think, I think if the Daily Wire is smart, they will be they will have an eye towards creating uh, content or creating entertainment that's not conservative entertainment. Even though it's coming from a conservative organization, they're just they just need to focus on making good stuff that's not censored where they're not censoring ideas that's it if they try too hard to be like we're going to present a conservative outlook and point of view and we're going to seed it into our our films and our tv shows it's like no because then you're just doing the flip side like nobody wants that they just want good entertainment where they're not being yeah. preached to 
And so I hope they are smart about that. I'm, I'm excited to see what they're doing, but I, I hear you. It seems to be, that's the only place that it's only the conservative, the existing conservative organizations that are going to be able to take this on right now, I think in terms of building alternate platforms and stuff for, for entertainment, but eventually I hope it's more, I mean, I hope it grows. And I think, I think Hollywood, I think all of these structures, you know, Disney, all these old corporations that, that have so much in terms of legacy and name, I think they're going to fall flat on their face eventually because people are tired of it. Well, it's also just not, I mean, it's just not relevant. Um, you know, I'm going through, um, listening to the audio version of uh, Thomas Sowell's Knowledge and Decisions, and there's this one great, um, and I think it's a 1996 preface, but he, he talks about, um, I'm going to, I'm going to bastardize it, uh, but or the, the notion and the sentiment, but um, basically talking about how, um, of people, maybe be they institutions or corporations or whatever, being punished uh, when their decisions uh, stray too far from reality. And mm -hmm. I think what we're seeing in a lot of these institutions is that they live in an unreality and, um, and people are saying like, no, this is weird. You know, I see a lot of comments who were talking about uh, voice acting. Voice acting is a nice, you know, it's, it's nice like side money, but it doesn't really, it's not the same as the electricity. Chrissy, you know, this, uh, of being, in yeah, front that's of, oh, like yeah, a well, phone Carol, you know bill. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, of like being in front of a, a live audience or, you know, uh, being a part of like one of the magic of, you know, making movies or doing, um, you know, just TV stuff. So you're, you're on set and you're on camera. You don't know how it's going to turn out. But then when you add the editing and the lighting, cinematography, mm -hmm. um, the sound, um, the score and how it all comes together, it's a, it's a very um, uh, it's a very thrilling and, and really more. I mean, the vanity in me is speaking now as well, but a more exposed kind of a thing. I mean, voice acting is like. You know, you're sitting in a studio, maybe your own home studio, and and you're doing. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not knocking people who are suggesting that and, and for ideas. You know, it, it right. is a good idea, especially for it's like side income. But um, as far as the encompassing, I mean, I've been on stage since I for over two decades, and that's sort of where where I'm I'm an animal of of the theater. Um, even but Clifton, don't you think? Do you even think that there would be some gigs you would miss out on, even if you were vaxxed, uh, because of your politics? Do you get the sense that that would keep you out? Well, it, it, it comes to another another question, which is like, would I even want to work with these people anyway mm. at this point? Um, yeah. And would they want to work with me? Because, you know, I don't I don't consider myself um, to be particularly uh, a right leaning. I just I just don't have a beef with the right. And that alone uh, would would single me out as um, as a, a pariah and some sort of a some sort of a fascist. Um, you know, it's it's and it's funny because these are the same people who will, will scream up and down about McCarthyism and, and you know, the HUAC, mm. uh, uh, you know, back in the, the 50s. And and um, but now I, I call them I should do like a you know a long presentation about it. But they but I call them neo McCarthyists. These are the new McCarthyists now. They yes. are the ones who are um, blacklisting people because of their political beliefs and because of their ideology. It really prevents it. It, it really I mean, everything is so sanitized for, you know, everyone's protection and it's just boring and people are, are seeing that. Yeah, you, you know, you, you get a Spider-Man far from home every once in a while. You, you get a Dune every once in a while. But, um, you know, th there's there's a few good TV shows, but um, the people that are making this stuff, I mean, I say it all the time, they're, they're not making it for an audience anymore. They're making it to appease their peers. Yes. They're making it to appease critics. Um, you know, at like at like Variety, or you know the or the, the trade magazines like Hollywood Reporter, their you know their producer friends, um, their actor friends, they're making it to appease themselves, and they don't care about um, you know the average 
the average uh, Joe, Jane, Jamal, uh, Jody, <laughs> you, know, um, uh, you know, so, um, yeah, I mean, I think you're right, Carrie. I think all this stuff is, um, you know, times are definitely changing and, uh, be, you know, and, and we found that people can be sitting in their rooms, you know, in a random chair and be way, way, way more interesting than these airheaded dumb fuck movie stars. Yes. So, yeah. Um, I mean, look at the success of some of like geeks and gamers and, and nerdrotic and the fact that this guy, my gem watches those shows. That's what he's watching for entertainment because yeah. it's, they just want to hear authenticity and, and they, they want something fun and hanging out with people um who, who let you know especially in the age of the coof when everybody was socially or a lot of people were socially isolating and it's like you want to know you're not the only one who thinks this you know everyone society bill mars panel you know the, that kind of mocking of like you're crazy this is crazy i've heard so many people who who come to um who come to shows like this and and in the chat and and on friday night tights i'm sure on your channels that are like thank you i feel less alone like, I know I'm not crazy. I'm not the only one. And that's, and, and so people are looking for that. But in terms of entertainment, yes, I think Chrissy is right. I was, I think it would be fun if you figure out how to do, maybe you or, or other actors get together and, and do some kind of, you know, your own theater company. It doesn't have to say in there, we're the free speech theater company or we're the whatever. It doesn't have to be that, but it, it just organically will be that if you're performing and working with other people. Do you know my friend Juana? She's on Twitter a lot. She's in the theater arts. She's I, so. I want to introduce you. <laughs> I want to introduce you to Juana. I will. But uh, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, I've got I've got um, friends. We're, we're talking about trying to create, especially because you know New he York, has enough friends. Carrie New, New York <laughs> is uh, is I, 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 that's not true at all. Um, <laughs> th that. Uh, you know, I got I got friends. You know, we're trying to figure something out because, especially since New York has committed uh, suicide, essentially, um, in, in a cultural sense. I mean, you have institutions like, you know, Jazz at Lincoln Center, um, some of the, you know, our best museums, they're demanding that you be boosted um, yeah, just, just for entry, let alone just to work there. So, you know, I'm thinking, you know, if we can get another sort of for-profit sector, um, um, uh, you know, theater a, a la Broadway in a place like Florida, for instance, because there's so many New Yorkers moving down there anyway. Yes. Um, and and with our technology, be able to broadcast it out, um, sort of in the manner that plays for TV were done in like the fifties and sixties. Um, I think I think there's a way that it can be done, and to make it relevant and to broadcast it, because now the the potential is there where your audience is no longer just this sort of um, these cloistered progressives, quote unquote progressives in New York or these freaking weirdos in L.A. Um, now your audience becomes the rest of the planet. So mm -hmm. that's uh, so that's um, there is a potential there, and um, you know we just have to. It just takes a lot of organization and a lot, a lot of, work. of resources and uh, a lot of uh, pieces to fall in place. But I, ladies, I do. Um, I know you got to go. Leave, okay. Unfortunately, tell people where they can find you, and we'll make sure we put it in the description. Sure. Uh, well, you can find me on YouTube at Clifton Duncan, my first and last name. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Clifton A Duncan. Uh, and last but not least, you can find me on Instagram at Clifton Duncan Online. And oh, I forgot to mention, I also have a Substack called Musings from the Apocalypse, which I never update, but I will. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, uh, well, but I will do um, at some point in the future. 
Um, make sure to listen to the Clifton Duncan podcast if you enjoy the sound of my sultry tones. Um, mm. There's plenty of content available there. Also, just a random shout out to um, uh, Unwoke Apparel, who, who provided me with this uh, shirt today, which it says a New York uh, Unwoke uh, on it. There's nice. another one with, with Thomas Sowell on it that says, uh, that says uh, show me the evidence, um, but which is pretty <laughs> awesome as well. Um, but... Uh, you know, thanks, Carrie. Thanks, Chrissy. It's always great talking to both of you. Um, Chrissy, Thank I should you, probably sir. talk to you more. I've talked to you like maybe once or twice, but, <laughs> but uh, I still think we're about friends now. You know, like, yeah. Oh, she talked, she brought up Kevin Samuels. That's, that is hilarious. Yeah. That's my jam. He's hilarious. Okay. He is. Right, oh yeah. That's my album. That was me exploiting. Um, yeah. My, uh, canceledness. Bye. Clifton. My album. Bye Thank Clifton. You. Thanks for coming on. Okay. Have a good Thanks day. Happy weekend. I'm like, well, I got to work all weekend. Oh, yeah, so that, that, Me that's too. what I'm looking for. <laughs> 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 <sighs> all, right. Uh, all right, guys. Goodbye, sir. Bye. I don't mean, I don't mean, I didn't mean to misgender you by call, gender you by calling you guys. Oh, it's cool. Days. We're all guys gays, here. Gays and days. Gays mm -hmm. All right, bye. 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 Yeah, I wanted to put up that chat from Zato, who's got, that's the name of your album, Live from January 6th. Yes, you can get it on Amazon or iTunes. I think I'm still at number two, which is like pretty amazing considering it came out weeks ago. You're so. like the Tom McDonald of comedy. Stop it. Yes, you're just uh, doing your own thing. You're rising to number one. You don't have any system behind you that's pushing you up there on the iTunes charts. You're just doing crazy. it yourself. It's amazing. Zero agent manager representation zero blue check marks of any kind so yeah you've got a awesome. filing cabinet i have a filing cabinet yeah yeah and um, i have uh my boobs and your boobs are in the chat i did see they are. them somewhere. i was watching mm -hmm. <laughs> um uh do you have time to stick around or do you have to go i'm just gonna read a couple of super chats and we can close i out. have to go soonish okay let's knock yeah Let's knock these out fast. Come on, Pirate. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. And Andrew Joyner. Thank you, sir. Says some a-hole stole the front wheel of my bike today. Couldn't even be bothered to steal the whole effing bike. Losing my faith in humanity. But you guys give me hope. Ah. Oh, sucks. well, the wheel, that's, that's easier to take than the whole bike, especially if you had it chained up. Yeah. 52 movies a year. That sounds like a good plan. Says I would have never discovered either of the three of you three years ago the world may be going crazy but at least we're finding great people to go into this crazy ride together that's what i'm talking about Aww. yeah true I, I love that you Silver gotta lining. find the you gotta find yeah the positive matt deckard super always super serious gives us a dollar for clifton and 93 cents for the ladies pay gap mm, pay gap <laughs> but it's because we chose industries that don't pay as much silver luck says Chrissy is the master of blazing her own trail. This is true. Very brave lady. Oh, uh, Muggsy Kins. Thank you. Muggsy Kins says, Carrie, I love your new channel and your Kerfeffy show. You were the only reason I watched your previous channel and I'm really happy you didn't give up. Thank I think you. that's the reason why most people watched your last channel. Oh, mom's the word. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> I'm so glad I found this community. It started with stumbling on the Frost impression Aww. where I was like, oh, G4 is back. And then I found out there's other people who aren't recycling the wood crap. That's, is that your most viral clip from that show? God, I don't even know. I mean, I'll, I know for sure. I definitely got my money's worth out of that $20 wig. 
<laughs> it was hilarious. If you guys haven't seen it, just look up Chrissy and Frost and Friday Night Tights. She did a great impression. And, and Andy Masterson made a doll of me doing the Frost impression. Like, it's crazy. Um, and I have to do a proper, like, unboxing video of this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Andy Masterson, same guy who brought you the Hunter Biden action figure, has now brought me the me doing Frost uh, action figure. So it's a wig. It's like the whole outfit, the hoodie. I can't shoes. even. Does I he know. sell these? He should. I think he did. I think he sold a bunch of the Hunter ones because people kept hitting him up. But it's me as Frost. And like <laughs> this is this almost made me start crying. He made a filing cabinet. <laughs> That's like a filing cabinet. the kindest, most funny, weird, special gift ever. Most, like a like a kind stalker. Yeah. Look, if this isn't this would weird out most people, but look, it's a bag of hands and feet. <laughs> <laughs> and a leather jacket for when I just want to be me. <laughs> and uh oh yeah, all these files say like different things on them, like comedy comedy dabbling, which is an inside joke, uh chair instructions because I fell out of my old chair. This is wow. insane. It's too much. He like has actual files in the filing cabinet. I love it. What a cool gift. Dick pics. Oh. Anyway, shout out to Andy Masterson. I think we are done with chats, and that's great because I got to take a bathroom break. So, <laughs> Chrissy, thank you for hanging out today. <gasps> and Thank you for, for having me. I, I was really worried that we weren't going to have an intelligent conversation, but then Clifton came. So I was like, we're saved. Uh -oh. <laughs> It was fine. Uh, Rock Lexicon. Haven't been able to catch a new show as much as I'd like, Harry, but I wanted to support. Love to Christy and Clifton as well. You're three great freedom-loving culture warriors. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Rock Lexicon. And thank you, Chrissy, for <gasps> inviting for me to Content me. House. I had so much fun. You and crushed it. I met cool people, and that girl, Gigi, I'm going to have her on the show sometime. She was a sweetheart. I got stuck yeah. in Newark. She put me up. Made me spaghetti. Oh my God. She's such a mom. She's, she's like such a mom. She's like the den mother. Yeah. I, your flight got like all jacked up. Yeah. I feel and, bad and, you had such a problem. Oh, it's fine. We got to play cards with her in laws. We set up with the grandparents playing cards and eating oh, spaghetti my and meatballs. God. That's so, <laughs> so nice. She's great. great. Yeah. Well, you're definitely going to come to the next one because we're looking at spots in Texas. Texas. So. Woohoo. Yeah. Okay. Tell people where they can find you. Yes, um, follow me on YouTube, my channel, uh, Chrissy Mayer. I have a Chrissy Mayer podcast. I try to put out like four new episodes a week. Uh, the Wet Spot on Compound Media, Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Check out my album live from January 6th on iTunes and Amazon. And I think that's it. I have new Rootin' for Putin shirts available. Um, I can't remember the name of the website. <laughs> Fuck. But it's in my, I'll have to retweet it. And... Yeah, go to chrissymayer.com for dates. I'm going to be in Atlantic City, April 22nd and 23rd at the Claridge um, Hotel. They have a venue in there called the Celebrity Theater. So come to that. That'll be super fun. And then I'm headlining in Jersey at TIFFs on May 14th. And then there's more to come, more dates in the fall. Cool. Thank yeah. you, lady. Have a nice weekend. Love you. Bye. Bye.